Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. You know, it actually feels like Friday, but it's not. It's <laughs> Thursday. Thank God it's Thursday. Is there any song you know that you ever... Did we ever play any uh, song that that uh, talked about the wonderfulness of Thursday? <laughs> no, but you know, if there's really somebody out there that's a songwriter... Uh-huh. There you go. You know, I mean, you know, Monday, Monday. Yeah, there was Wednesday's Child. There was Wednesday's uh, Child. Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, but mm. I don't, I don't remember anything but Thursday. Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. Tuesday. Ruby Tuesday. Yep. Thank God it's Friday. And then uh, what was it? Sunday. Uh, well, you know, Monday, there's Monday. always a, a Sunday song. There is. Yeah. A Saturday in the park. Wednesday Sunday will never be the same. That was the song. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. But Wednesday is the forgotten day of the week. No, there was a song called uh oh. was, it, was there Wednesday's, a, Child. Wednesday's Child. Thursday yeah. is the forgotten day. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean It's so know. forgotten we just forgot that, that it that was the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who could remember Thursday? <laughs> well, uh, there, but you know what? There is a movie. Yes. What I think is it the, if I, if I got it right, what happened to Thursday? It's I, about I, a woke world. It, you know the. Did you see the Did you see the movie? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You, you were the one. I was the <laughs> one guy that watched the movie. Going what? What happened to Thursday? And yeah, because the, they had he had all these girls that kind of looked alike. You know, and it leads into you could only have one. They can do at least seven, uh, six other sequels. Yeah. They could do Friday, Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood's creativity. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. You know, they, they are so creative in Hollywood. And, you know, they, they're they writing the political story and have been for a while. Speaking of creativity, hmm. uh, I got to play yeah. something for you to start the show off with, with a, with a smile. I mean, we got some heavy stuff to talk about, but I figured before we get into the deep stuff and you know, kind of leave with our heads hung down. You know. I thought I'd play something. This guy is uh, running for governor in Idaho. His name is Amon Bundy. Amon Bundy. A-M-M-O-N Bundy. Okay. And um, well, at least he, this, this, this is not Ted. No, it's not Ted. I don't think he's related. No, I don't think so. Uh, but this is the kind of guy that I would definitely vote for. Listen. Idaho liberals say that if I'm elected as governor, they will leave the state. Well, I'm here to tell you that when I'm elected governor, Idaho will help pay for their moving costs. After all, it's cheaper than keeping them here. Idaho spends nearly 40% of our annual budget on welfare programs. That's almost $4 billion of your tax dollars going up in the smoke every year. As governor, we will be getting rid of property tax, income tax, and your grocery tax, and balancing the budget by ending our billion-dollar welfare state. Idaho isn't California, and if liberals have a problem with that, then we'll help them move there. After all, the moving costs will be only a fraction of the price to keep them here. No one is saying you have to leave, but if you're going to stay here, then you have to work like the rest of us. I love that guy. When you hear that little twinkle sound, he says, no yeah. one's saying you have to leave, but then he turns to another camera and winks like, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. No one is saying you. And by the way, he did that whole commercial from the cab of a U-Haul truck. You know, that's my kind of guy. He said, uh, if you're a liberal, you don't like it, we'll help you leave. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, that, that's a play on an old joke about, yeah, we'll buy the boat to get you out of the country, you know? Yeah. But well, it yeah. is funny, and I would give him my vote because, you know, he is saying, he's echoing the sentiments of America. You know, there was an interview of three diehard, lifelong Democrats in New York that said, um, I'm a Democrat, mm -hmm. and I'll be a Democrat, but I'm voting Republican because I yeah. can't take what these people are doing anymore. And it's not about politics anymore. Right now, it's about voting for the right person to pull this country back, pull us back into the circle. We've jumped out of it. We all know what happened with the uh, Fetterman-Oz debate uh, a couple of nights ago. Democrats are scared. The big thing that came out of that was that the number of independents who've decided that Fetterman isn't my guy, people who were considering voting for Fetterman, uh, independents uh, have switched because of that debate. Well, I have two comments. Number one, uh, it's obvious from Joe Biden that if Fetterman gets in, he's not actually going to be the candidate. His his right. wife is going to yeah. be, uh, Gazelle is going to be the, the senator. Now, my question is, wouldn't it have been better a while back when everything happened, when there was a chance that they could have got her on the ballot, uh, just saying, Hi, I'm John Fetterman, and uh, you know the elephant in the room is I have to, I have to fight this disease. But my wife, I don't know that she's a citizen. She's from Brazil, and, oh, and by the well, way, that, that, well, see, I, I don't know. Here's another thing. All right, this is the screenwriter in me coming to the forefront. <laughs> but her father, she's she. By the way, when they describe who she is, they always seem to say uh, the. Uh, bisexual Brazilian wife. Uh, I don't know when it became like a priority to talk about someone's sexuality all the time. You know, when when did that become something a descriptive thing that you had to add to every every time you talk about somebody? Well, there's my bisexual friend over there. What what do we care? What why do we care about that? I don't care. You well, they want you to care because there is um. There's an agenda that goes along with the bisexuality and all of that, and they make it. Now, let's be is honest. Is that a badge, you mean? It's like a badge of honor? He's, he's but a, they think he's so. A As a matter bisexual. of fact, if you, look at the, um, if you look at bisexuality and everything that's going on and the LGBTQ uh, thing, it's a very small fraction of the population. Oh, yeah. You're right. But, you know, you sit there and, um, you know, uh, meet the wife of a CBS News correspondent, uh, you know, Jill Whatzerputz or whatever her name is, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, and they, they, they go out of the way to say, here's her family, her same-sex lover. Always. As you a matter know, of fact, have you noticed on television nowadays, on all the new shows, they got to have a bisexual couple in it. And, and it's always a surprise, like, oh, she's a real good-looking woman, and then she goes home and introduces the people to her her wife, you know, it's right. like, why do we need this? I used to like NCIS. I still, I mm -hmm. still do because the main show has kept focused for the most part. They have a formula and it works. They've been doing it for 20 years, but they've had all these spinoffs. Now they have something called NCIS Hawaii. When one of the major storylines is one of their agents, NCIS agents, is got a crush on the FBI agent, a woman, right? And they make it an important storyline. Like they will carve out 
uh, five or seven minutes of the show just to talk about their relationship, which I could give a darn about. You know, it's like it has nothing to do with the storyline, the plot line, or you. Right. But they want to make it part of the norm. They, they even do. sit there, will take a sexual relationship of a person that they, you know, deliberately said, yeah, this is a bi person. Right. And this person is straight, but somehow the two get together. And what they're saying is everybody's bi whether they know it or not yeah. that that's that's what they're trying to program well, bill i heard in something your mind. In, i heard something interesting yesterday and it's true this transgender thing that's going on right now where they're having these uh drag shows and schools and and oh, they yeah. bring your little kids as long as you're accompanied by an adult bring a little kid along but in these shows by the way in many of them they will do simulated sexual acts you know they'll do things that are obscene in the shows and what someone said is don't kid yourself i, I think this was, i think it was on tucker's show last night don't kid yourself uh they are grooming kids they're trying to also make it the norm they're trying to make pedophilia the norm they want to make you think that sexuality and sex with children uh is fine and mm -hmm. and they and they're work, and they are actively working towards this. You know, I, you watch these videos. You probably have seen it, Bill. These people will be at these, uh, you know, drag queen brunches that they have, right? And they, these doofuses are prancing around in their wives' underwear, and and they look god awful. I mean, some of them are really bad, but that's besides the point. But the the women sitting around, the real women sitting around watching this are giggling and laughing and, and all of this. And I'm thinking they're encouraging this nonsense. You know, mm -hmm. they're encouraging this by being there, by laughing, by doing what they're doing. They're trying, they're part of the problem. Don't yeah, go are. to these things. You know, if you don't believe in these things, don't go to these things. Uh, if you are into wearing your wife's clothes, that's your business. You can see, here's what I can't believe. I cannot believe that the um, that the average John Q public is okay with this. So that means there's somebody else behind that curtain pulling those strings. Yes, and you know whether it's the Hillary, the Bill, the Obama, uh, the Carl Schwab, or uh, Soros, whoever it is pulling those strings. You know, it doesn't say anything about their sexuality. What it is is them trying to impose, you know, control over you. This weakens our society. What well, that's why you want yeah, to do it. What they're doing is weakening weakening us as a society. We are becoming, it's, it's like a disease, a virus. We're becoming a sicker society. When was the last time you heard anything about Ghislaine Maxwell or... Uh, her, you know, what's his name? Jeffrey Epstein. Nothing. Well, I haven't. As and a, you it, would have thought that would have been the biggest trial of the century when they had it in New York about uh, four mm -hmm. or five months ago. You would have thought that that would have been front page. You know, they had reporters there. They had a, a real gaggle of reporters out there covering it, but the networks didn't do much on it. The uh, CNNs and the Foxes didn't have live coverage. coverage. They didn't have reporters streaming you know, it was kind of pushed back. And then when the verdict came in, can you tell me what she got as a verdict? 
Have no idea what she got. I am the same way. Most people don't know what she got as a verdict. I'd have to look it up if she give, even if she's been given a sentence yet. I think she well, has, but uh, she th- probably has. I think she got twenty years back on it. They're they're sitting back on the story. I'm, they got all the footage. Yeah, and and you'll see it when it's convenient for them to release it as a distraction from something bigger out there. Let's just sit there and say we get a China gate going with a a, chi- a China Biden Hunter gate that goes on, which it could happen yeah. any day now. They're trying to keep a lid on that. Well, if that blew up in the news. You got to bring something out that will distract everybody from that story so they can bury it under the, you know, six feet under. We don't know what happened uh, really to Jeffrey Epstein. They say he committed suicide, but that sounds really ridiculous. I mean, he was under suicide watch, but the guys who were supposed to be watching him went off to get coffee or something like that. You know, I mean, something Yeah, stupid. they they watched him commit suicide Yeah, they helped him is what they did. Yeah, he didn't commit suicide. I agree with you 100%. And then this Ghislaine Maxwell, she I think she got 20 years. I think, and, and that's off the top of my head. I have, I'd have to check. But she, I think she was sentenced. But sh- she has faded into oblivion. The story's gone. Uh, and yet... You know, there there still was Jeffrey Epstein's Island. There still was a record of people like Bill Clinton on the airplane going down there. We still don't know what he was doing down there, Clinton. We don't know. There's a report that John Roberts, and they think it was the Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice who was on the plane. Okay, so Schumer. we don't know what Chuck Schumer. We don't know whether uh, Alan Dershowitz was on the plane. He says oh, I was down there as uh, in the capacity of of uh, Epstein's lawyer. Well, if there is no capacity that you would go down to Epstein yeah. Island unless you were a participant. Absolutely, you have an office. You have a telephone. You know, Jeffrey should come up to your office. And you should sit down and go over the case. You don't fly down to Epstein Island with all these underage people and uh, performing sexual acts and say you're down there doing business. I think, I think there's so much that is buried, that is stuffed away because it's not convenient. You know. Yeah. Well, they, Epstein had to die. They had to kill him. Giselle. You know, she got sentenced. We know that. But where she went and hid off to. Um, cause she's the only person that could put it all back together yeah. or the only person that can dot the I's and cross the T's. Do you uh, see her dying in prison? I mean, not Jeffrey right did. away because it would be too obvious. So, you know, one of, you know, she's been put on ice. I don't know that she's given a rough life where she's put on ice because they don't know if they're going to resurface her, use her yeah. or the time will come to where they can make her go away. Yeah, you think that if she does have an accident, it'll be like in the few years where, you know, she was on her way to the lunchroom and slipped off a balcony or something like that. Yeah, well, you never should walk to the lunchroom on the balcony outside the building. That's just a stupid thing to do. do. So I do think that there's a lot going on. They're trying to make us accept things that we never would have thought of uh, being normal way back when. I mean, they're trying to, to say that it's okay to do certain things in our society that were considered abhorrent 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, they're trying to uh, make us a sicker society. In the meantime, 
I don't know whether you heard about this. They found, I think it was in Oregon, yeah, uh, police seize enough fentanyl in Oregon to, right. to kill 4 million people. 4 million people. Let's push, put that in perspective, okay? That 4 million people, that's more than the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, everybody. Let's kill them all. Give them fentanyl, right? I mean, well, this- that's, that's a good portion of the youth population. And that's who that fentanyl would be going to. Four million kids could yep. be dead on the streets uh, if they had not found all of that uh, up in Oregon. And you want to hear something really obscene? I heard this from a friend who knew somebody who died from the fentanyl. His kid was going to school, and he wanted a, a, a drug to help him stay up to study. And he had taken some, uh, you know, something like speed or something like that, you know, something which actually does that and it had mm-hmm. worked it had worked for him you know and i'm not saying you shouldn't shouldn't do that you should never take an unprescribed medication period end of sentence but college kids break the rules in a lot of ways and that's one of them they they do well apparently the drug that he got unbeknownst to him was laced with fent- fentanyl and the kid took it it looked like the pill that he normally took you know, he, it was given to him by a, somebody that he trusted. He took the pill and he was dead in no time. Young kid. All he wanted to do was stay up in a study. This is the kind of crap that's happening in this country right now. And this this nonsensical administration, I was going to say something a lot worse. This nonsensical administration, this evil administration is allowing this stuff to come into our country unchecked well it comes from china and you know before there was fentanyl there were other drugs that were out there that you can buy at uh, the the corner quick stop and you can still get to this day at the corner quick stop it's been made in china it's been made in china for hundreds of years it was made for their soldiers and hitler actually oh absolutely uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, well, that that was speed. They yeah, crystal meth yeah. speed, which can be made out of uh, corn husk fertilizer. It can be made out of uh, uh, what is it? Uh, You're right. One of the uh, Sudafed. That's what it is. I was trying to think of it was Sudafed you could get. Hitler did give crystal meth to his soldiers to make them super soldiers. They didn't didn't need or want sleep. They could stay up all night and fight. China was the one that actually invented that, and it was done hundreds, if not thousands, of years ago. And there is stuff on the market. I mentioned it to Anne yesterday, and she looked at me like, you're kidding me. And I go, no, here, I'll pull it up right there. And you can get it by its name, and I'm not going to mention it, but you can get it, and you can have it, uh, you can get it right off of Amazon, have it delivered to your house, and get all jacked up. But now you got fentanyl out there, so the... The focus is off of that, but college kids went for that. They have pills, they have the powder, they have everything. We are being flooded with drugs. And and don't kid yourself. Fentanyl, its its only purpose in this country is to kill our youth. It or it's to kill people. It yeah. is to. There's no other reason for it being here. People say, "Well, it's a great high." You have to give it in such a minuscule dose for it to mm-hmm. be a high. I mean, they do have used it. Uh, f- medically in, in surgeries and stuff like that. But I mean, it's a f- 
minuscule amount of fentanyl, okay? You, you give somebody a tablet of this stuff, and they're gone. And, they're, and that's where they're selling tablets of fentanyl. And that's only for one purpose, to demoralize and kill a portion of our society. If you've ever seen somebody that has been on fentanyl, that has gotten it no, into them, and it's done. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. And uh, now, now the, the, the analogy I'm going to give here, I am not saying because that is not true. But if you watch the debate the other night yeah. and the person struggling to speak, we'll put it that way. Yep. Fentanyl, when it's in a, a person's body, it scrambles all the communication. And they probably know what they're trying to say to you and tell you what happened. But you will have not a clue. And, you know, what you're hearing are their death words. Bill, most drugs that get you high scramble your communication process. By I mean, the neurons. Th think about, I mean, when you when you get drunk. You know, mm -hmm. I, uh, scrambles uh, everything when yeah, you yeah, like like <laughs> yeah. and, then, exactly. and then the next day, yeah. what did I tell you? And exactly. you sitting there going, you really don't want to know or have this. I, I used to have a friend. To things that you know. I used to have a friend who used to smoke marijuana. He did an evening show. He smoked marijuana during his show because the boss and all the staff and everybody was gone. The building was his. The studio was his. So he felt uh, he was comfortable where no one was going to come back. And he literally would, uh, you know, light up a joint and he would be smoking his, his little doobie there, you know, on the air. I had a studio across uh, the hallway from him. I could look in and see him. And I didn't do it. I, I, I was, hi, I'm Joe Straightlace, you know, but I, I could see him, my friend in there doing the, uh, his radio program. The point I'm trying to make was, the more he smoked it, the higher he got, the more he thought he was being funny and articulate, okay? He'd tell it, the time and probably laugh at himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> <six> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. This guy would think that the weather was funny, you know? Mostly cloudy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and I, you know, that's what that's what drugs do to you. You know, you, they make, I think about when you're driving, if you're driving under the influence, you, you know, you, you, you want to go straight in the car. You want to hit the brake at the right time. You want to, but the body doesn't work that way. When all those, uh, uh communications, those neurons aren't in sync, you know? Yeah, it's like the old uh, George Carlin bit, you know, the wacky weatherman. Yeah, the you know, hippy he's dippy. talking about, you know, the thunderstorms coming and yes. everything bad that's coming your way. But, hey, radar <laughs> just picked up 20 uh, Russian ICBMs on the way, so I wouldn't sweat the thunderstorms. <laughs> it's like, okay. The hippy dippy weatherman. <laughs> the hippy dippy weatherman. Yeah, that was it. He was great. It's not a laughing matter if uh, if people are getting handed out fentanyl uh, that's being produced in China and shipped through Mexico. Well, by the way, why isn't Mexico doing something? You know, if they're supposed to be a, a border country that's our ally, you would think that they would say, nope, you, you can't bring that crap into this country because I know where it's going and they're an ally. But they're just allowing it to be funneled through. Come on, bring it in China, bring it in here, and we'll send it up north. Yeah, because we're stupid enough to open up our borders. We're stupid enough to let it in. So, you know what? We're the carpet 
that they can sweep their dirt under. Bill, where does this go? Are we going to be able to stop this? I mean, is the damage going to be so bad when we finally do have a responsible administration in office? Will the damage be so bad that we can't fix it? Well, I don't know. That that That's a question that you have to ask somebody totally unbiased. I can ask somebody in the background here to say, you know, where yeah. where do we go from here? You know, can we fix all the problems that are here? Mm-hmm. Or did we just marry a bitch? You know, I mean. <sighs> I, I got to pray that uh, whoever comes in and is a responsible person can uh, stem the tide and maybe reverse some of this stuff. You know, people say they don't like to having these tent cities and that they're building in like New York and stuff. But part of me thinks, eh, maybe that's not a bad idea because at least we know, we know yeah. who's there and we can round them all up. Okay, so let's say we build those tent cities; they get to stay there. You know, now in New York, the people that are living on the streets and they they're coming in, they're stealing water and they're stealing electricity, and they actually have laundry oh, machines set up on the on the streets. That's, that's in L.A. That's in L.A. That's in L.A. Yeah. It's in yeah. L.A. Well, yeah. it'll be in New York very it soon. It will too. be. Only reason why I know that is because. The machines won't work in the cold weather, but they will work all year long in L.A., you know? So, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're out on the street and they're doing their laundry. At least they got clean clothes and underwear, you know? But I got to wonder, when you set up these sanctuary, whatever you want to call them, tent cities, yeah. and these people are staying there, they become communities, and communities have to have leaders, and leaders have to have their own elections. And then that means they get certain entitlements because they are there. Now, since they have no form of economy... That means that our taxes have to go up to support them in their little tent city. You know, you talk about leaders. I mean, I was thinking when they talked about those washing machines that are on the street, there has to be somebody in their community who's an electrician. Somebody in that community has to know how to tap into the uh, power and the plumbing system that's going under the uh, the street. They they weren't. It was up against, from what I could see on television, an empty building. It was uh, right an abandoned building. So. The guy on the, uh, I think it was on Tucker's show, he's, he said it was being tapped from the city. They were going in, under the sidewalk and getting ho- hooking things city up. City power, yeah. Well, well, you know. Somebody in their community has to be an electrician you or know, plumber. I remember the days, and I don't want to get into the radio thing. I'll keep it short. But we had a terrible storm in Pittsburgh, and there was no generator for our particular studio on the seventh floor. So... Uh, the engineer, you know, he grabbed me and he goes, see the exit sign right there? And I go, yeah. yeah. He goes, well, that's outside power. And it comes to the building, even though the building's dark. Elevators weren't working. Nothing was working. How did we get on the air? I was just going to say. We to the outside <laughs> power that came in through the exit, the exit sign. Yeah. <laughs> and we had electricity to power up the studios. That's always good and to we know. we were on the air. That's always good to know. Next time we're in a, a a blackout in Pittsburgh, and if you're in a big building and you need you need some power, there you go. Interesting little side note here: we we saw the Fetim and Oz uh, debate uh, yesterday. This uh, Secretary of State, she's an acting Secretary of State in Pennsylvania. Her name is Lee Ch- Lee Chapman, I believe her name is. All right. 
She's already saying that uh, don't count on results of the election on election night. Listen to this, okay? So it takes time. We're not like other states that have weeks to pre-canvass. And that's something that we are asking for, you know, the administration, my department, the governor. We all want at least two weeks of pre-canvassing until the General Assembly here in Pennsylvania passes that. We're not going to have unofficial results on election night. So it took about four days the last time. It's that just prepare people now since this is the state that could decide set a control. We're probably looking at days, correct? Days. And it's hard to estimate. You know, we are having a high turnout already. About 1.3 million Pennsylvanians have already requested mail-in or absentee ballots. About half of those have been returned. So we will see, you know, as far as how many mail-in ballots counties will get. But the best we can do is just manage expectations and let voters know that election officials need to do their job. They need to ensure that they're counting every vote. And delays in results does not mean anything bad is happening. It doesn't mean ballots are showing up out of nowhere. It's because of that restriction where we can't start pre-processing or canvassing those votes until election morning. That's hooey. That's nonsense. Did she just telegraph the fact? Oh, that doesn't mean that uh, we can't. Just because we can't give you the results right away, it's going to take weeks could take months. Uh, it doesn't mean that anything bad has gone on. Well, they got to know how many votes. Nowhere. They have to know how many votes they have to generate. See, if, if Oz wins by... I don't know, let's say 500,000 votes or something, right? Then they know they have to get 501,000 votes, uh, you know, generate. This is nonsense because for decades, for centuries, we had election night results the same night. All of a sudden now, when we have computers and things are supposed to be quicker, we can't get everything done in one night. And what about the other states that do get it done in one night? Well, see, but uh, Pennsylvania now is the exception to the rule because as states have progressed forward in time, Pennsylvania has gone back in time, and now it takes a while to (laughs) figure out the votes, and they're saying over half the mail-in ballots are in. Now, I heard that because they do get a pre-sampling of that, that is in uh, Oz's favor. But then there was a story yesterday saying, well, you know, actually uh, the, the ballots were cast before the Fetterman debate, so it's not going to matter. The vote is going to Fetterman. I'm going, wait a minute. That's two different stories. <laughs> How do you know that? Me. How would you know that anyway? How, you know- How would you know unless you've seen the votes and you've counted the votes, and now you're telling us that you're not going to be able to tabulate the votes until all weeks after the election's done? Yeah, yeah well, didn't we go through that before? You know, there, there's two types of votes that you get out there, crimson red and midnight blue. The midnight blue votes come in after midnight when no one's around to see you stuff in the box. Yeah, well, they are saying that it's going to be uh, at least a day or two, maybe as long as four days before we have a final. It's thing. a lie. Yeah. And you know what? Let's just call it right now. Fetterman had a great debate he was yeah he was brilliant he was well as the days progress have as we move away from the debate the more they tell you he actually did a good job the new york times yesterday said they came out in his defense well he really wasn't bad for a guy who just had a stroke did you see the same debate that i saw because he was lost terrible yeah, yeah. he was lost and let's 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 not forget about what somebody spotted once. And if you, if 
you know, they wanted to show him from his left side, not his right side. Yeah. Because when you see his That's ugly true. face and profile, there was a lump that looked like he was the hunchback yeah. on the back of his neck. It's a big tumor. Now, yeah. that could be, it's your lymph nodes. That could mean that you have a cold, a bad virus. Well, this has been going on for months now, so it's not a cold. It's not a bad virus. So that points to it's either the seizure medicine, and if it's that kind of medicine, that's a very serious thing and means he's not fit to run. And if it's cancer, he's not fit to run. And I'm sorry to say that, but I'm glad I wouldn't want to have that, but I couldn't be in the public eye if I had that. I'm glad we swung back into this because I wanted to finish some thoughts. First of all, New York Times and the Philadelphia Inquirer both came out in the defense of uh, Fetterman saying he did actually a pretty good job, which anybody who saw the debate, by the way, 83% of the people who watched it said it went to Oz. 17% said it went to Fetterman. And those people, I'm sure, were working on his staff. Uh, he did an absolute – look, at the guy had a stroke. He, he did probably as well as he could do. But, you know, this, they came out right after the event and said it wasn't his fault. The uh, closed captioning system wasn't working properly. And then Nexstar, or what is it, News Nation, came out and said, wait a second, that's baloney. We had an impeccable system that had no mistakes. We had the people who were actually doing the closed captioning in the same room so there would be no question as to what was being said. There were no typos, no errors. Everything worked flawless. That was from News Nation. But they were saying, no, no, it, 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 misspellings and the, the, what he was, they were writing was, was late. It was, you know, typical nonsense. You know, yeah, it is. And, okay, let's say there was a delay from what got up on the screen. Okay, so what? Fetterman can sit there and do the dramatic pause yeah. and wait for the words to get up there and just read the words so that he, he would be very methodical. But at least I would get and understand that, and I would give him kudos for it. And I don't give him kudos for his policy but or his policies. But I don't even think he knows his policies. Uh, he's he's walking and living in a fog. But my question about Fetterman is, let's take Fetterman out of this. Let's say that Fetterman didn't have the lump on his neck and Fetterman didn't have the stroke. Dr. Oz had the stroke and has the lump on his neck. What would be said? Or <laughs> let's say it's a debate between <laughs> Hillary or Biden and Trump and Trump had the stroke. Well, you, you the yeah, that's that would there, asked would, and would and, there be negative was, was, what would they, over Facebook? What are they say in a court of law asked and answered your honor? I mean, it's obvious what would happen. They'd be all over Trump. Have you seen one Republican? I mean, just John Q voting public on Facebook, putting a Fetterman, a Fetterman mean out there. Now, before he was sick, I saw, you know, uh, somebody did a meme called Mr. Festerman, you know, Uncle yeah. Festerman. Yeah. But, you know, not since he's gotten ill. But now I have seen where, you know, you know, the left, they take any advantage that they oh, sure. can to throw you under the bus. Oh, of course. And malign you. So if it was the other way around, and that's the real question, and that points the finger as to, Who's voting? There are a lot of Democrats that aren't voting Democrat this time around because they're right. sick and tired of what's infiltrated their party. I was mentioning also about his wife. His wife, 
she's you know, like they say she's a bisexual Brazilian lady. Not sure whether she has her American citizenship, but her father was the head of Brazilian intelligence. Really? So you have to wonder, is there a relationship between all this? I mean, is is someone else working their way into our system uh, through another back door, so to speak? Well, you know, we've already got appointees that aren't citizens that got appointed to government positions because they can. If Fetterman wins by, you know, hook, hook yeah. or crook, uh, and then they go, well, he can't really perform his job. So he, the, the things have developed since uh, that debate. The, they'll do it that way to make it look innocent. And then Gazelle could be uh, appointed by, oh, who's that governor in uh, Pennsylvania? Wolf. Wolf, yeah. <laughs> yeah such yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. Also, you realize that Hillary Clinton, who for the past two years has talked about uh, election deniers, all that stuff, now she's coming out and saying we have to be very careful about the right-wing extremists who are going to steal the election. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead, because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. I'm sorry, but she's evil. Uh, that's the only way. One. That's the only way I can describe this lady. She is evil. She has no problem saying whatever has to be said, doing whatever has to be done to get their way. Well, let me explain something. What she just told was a big fat lie, liar, liar, panties on fire, Hillary, because the states already have and have always had the ability and the right to overturn an election. They've always had it. You, in turn, Hillary, would like to take that right away forever and just make us one federal government and a person's individual rights, which falls under the umbrella of the state that they live in, would go out the window under Hillary's twisted way of telling you that your rights could go bye-bye. Would you yeah. tell me who these right-wing extremists are that she's talking about? She says it like they're they're a real threat, the right-wing extremist. Are they the same thing as the mega-maga that Joe talks about? Yes, Is she talking are. about us? Yeah, the mega-maga, the deplorables, the right-wing uh, extremists, the trickle-down mega-maga. We're talking about anybody that's ever voted for a Republican is the scum of the earth because 
They want a one-party system. They have come out and said that the Republican Party needs to be eliminated. Really? You want to get rid of the Republican Party. Well, don't we need at least two parties and independent? Well, they don't want, they don't want, they would prefer there were only one party, their party. That's it, period. Uh, End of sentence. And everything that has happened since Joe got in, all of the nonsense that has happened to our country is a direct result of that party's work. I mean, Mm. they have taken away our security. They have increased our taxes. You say, well, they really haven't increased the taxes. No, they haven't increased the taxes, but they've made everything cost more, which is like increasing taxes. Inflation, that's all on them. That's all on Joe, you know? And it all goes back to the cost of fuel. Everything is affected by the cost of fuel. Trucks, boats, cars, houses, everything. Plastics are made with, with the petroleum. All this stuff that we use all the time, and they want to take that all away from us. They want you to drive some electric car that if it gets water on the battery, it'll explode. That that if you can't get to a power station, you can't walk with a five-gallon gas tank, tank down to a, a gas station and get some gas and bring it back. You're stuck. Yeah, and the battery releases green gas. You know, it's gas that is very pollutant, more so than a regular combustion engine. Now, when you talk about combustion engines, I know in the military they're working on an engine that basically takes ethanol, you know, which is, you know, we can we can produce that forever. It's alcohol. It's corn. You know? Yeah, it's corn, sugar, water. Yeah, you can, methanol, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Either way, you can you can Absolutely, make yeah. that simply and uh, convert engines to that, which is even cleaner because you're burning a lot of oxygen there. Mm-hmm. But yet, we want to go electric with you know a fuel source that is combustible, cannot be disposed of. It's going to pollute the ground. Why wouldn't they make a car? Like the Prius. Prius was actually a combination of the two, if I remember correctly. I never had one, but it was gas and electric. At a certain speed, it would switch over to electric, and the gas would shut off. I mean, and also when the gas was running, I think it worked that way. It actually generated electricity for the batteries so that it helped to to, uh, keep them charged. I think that we've taken the lazy man's way of uh, getting into the electric car business. Right. You're talking about a hybrid. So, right. you know, you get like a Kia that's a hybrid engine. It's gas. Exactly. It's got the uh, the battery in there that charges with the alternator. And, you know, you can do amazing things. Kind of like a train. A train, the, the boxcars, they have batteries, but the wheels have dynamos. And sure. as the wheel turns, it creates juice for the batteries, which light up the boxcars, the passenger cars that everybody's in. Why doesn't Amazing. that happen with cars? Why don't we have uh, at least at least have the car radio and the heater and those things running off the dynamo? dynamo. Well, yeah. what you could do, you know, I mean, there's an equation there, and a mechanic can even tell you that you know there there's a, there's a yeah, point to where you, you have to. You have but to let's have... say you put the dynamo into the system. You've got the generator into the system, the battery that's got the charge. So you've got the fuel to get you going. And let's say it's an ethanol fuel of methanol or whatever it is, the, the, the water-based fuel, alcohol. 
you could sit there and those cars are getting 40 and 50 miles to the gallon. You could crank that up. Why don't they have backup batteries for cars? Why don't they have it so that swappable batteries? Why can't all the cars use the same kind of battery? And then if you ran out of power, you just went to a, you went down the street and swapped a battery, went back and you stuck a new battery in your car. I know they're heavy. Well, yeah. Well, why couldn't you have two batteries in the car that has a uh, regulator on it that switches back and forth? Reserve. One's charging, the other one's being used. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, two gas tanks and the switch is automatic. Like in an airplane. Right. But here's your problem. The batteries that they're putting in these cars are more expensive than the, the damn car or the motor that's in it. Other things happening in our world we should get to before we run out of time. You see where Russia vows to keep making vigorous arguments that the Ukraine is actually working on a dirty bomb. The Ukraine, not them. They, tr they want the world to know if there's a, a nuclear uh, explosion in the Ukraine and it's a dirty bomb, it wasn't done by them. It's the Ukraine. The Ukraine says, oh, no, it's not us. No, no, we wouldn't do that. No, no, it's our why would we do that on our own soil? We hear things like that. But Russia's saying, hey, listen, it ain't us. Mm -hmm. That being said, Russia also had a, a practice yesterday. Do you hear about this? They had a, uh, or maybe it's continuing for several days, where they're actually going through a drill that simulates a nuclear war. And uh, Putin is there firsthand to watch the whole thing. They're, they're seeing, you know, what happens if they have to use their missiles on Western cities. They, and I guess they have computerized programming that, that they can, they can see war this. games program. Yeah. I mean, it's been done before. There used to be a game. I used to play it when I was a kid. Thermal, nu uh, Thermal, Thermal nuclear, nuclear war. war. Yes. Oh, a fun yeah. game. You know, in, in, in the days of our grandparents, they played uh, checkers and Parcheesi. Yeah. We played thermal nuclear war. Also, the U.S. launched a hypersonic missile in Virginia yesterday. And the place they, they launched it from in Virginia, mm -hmm. the name of the facility is Wallop, W-A-L-L-O-P. I thought that was a very appropriate name for the facility, Wallop. And uh, I wonder what the name of the missile is, the Wallop? I, I, it should be. But, you know, they actually launched a hypersonic missile successfully from a B-52 uh, last May. And when you hear about stuff like this happening, I, we were talking about this before we went on the air, I believe. When they're saying we're working on a hypersonic missile and it worked in Virginia yesterday, in my humble opinion, that sucker's already been developed and there are several of them sitting in a silo somewhere and, and we've already moved on to something else. That's my but then you gotta you gotta wonder where's the money coming from this? We're thirty-three trillion dollars in debt, but Joe says he's lowered the national debt. And we're giving more money to the Ukraine and more and more and more, and we're paying more taxes. So is this is all the money in the world that we talk about and the national debt yeah. and everything that's going on, nothing more than just a big shell game just to keep us uh, at bay and we really don't, uh, work on a monetary system and we really don't need money. I'm just asking. Well, actually I think that they, their attitude is they can print whatever they need. I don't think they think about the ramifications really of inflation or depressions. I don't think they really care. I think well, they, that, we got the presses. We can just print the money. What do we need? We need to send uh, how many billion to the Ukraine? We don't have it, but we'll make it. No problem. We'll send it over. Yeah, well, I mean, it was uh, it was Ronald Reagan that says, "Well, what's uh, what's the dollar backed up by the might of our muscle?" Yeah, and 
you know, th- that means we do not have a real economy system. We don't need money. We don't need gold. We have the resources. We have the, the where-for-all and the know-how. The only reason that you need money in a monetary system is to keep you, me, and John Q. Public chasing the carrot stick. This all goes back to when they took silver and gold as the standard. We used to have silver certificates. It backed the dollar. In the old days, back in the 50s and 60s, if you look at a dollar bill, it would Mm -hmm. say it's a silver certificate. Then they switched over to a federal bank, a federal note. A federal note was an IOU. It didn't say it was backed up by anything. That's when our money became useless. Okay. At one point, like I said, when they backed it up by silver, you could go into a bank. Technically you couldn't do it, but I mean, supposedly you could go in and say, I want this in silver, this paper. I -hmm. want this in silver. And they would have to give it to you because it was backed up by silver or by gold, the gold standard. Okay. They used to do it with both. Now it's backed up by, like you said, the the muscle of our, of our government, period. And now what they want to do, Bill, is they want to do it with digital currency. They want us to go away from dollar bills. And when you think about it, we don't use much cash anymore. Well, I was just going to say, you know, because while you're talking about all this, and I brought it up, I came up with, you know, there's, there's a money hustle out there, and there really is. But it, it, it is dependent on you giving me some of your money, you know, and, and doing that. And one of the things that's out there is, is a barter system. You see it all the time. Yeah. You know, what do I have that you want? And what do you have that I want? We can trade or you got something I want and it's a cash deal. Like you go out to flea markets, it's invisible money. What happens when you go to a digital currency and you take away that that mechanism of well, cash that you exchange hands? I buy a lot of stuff on online. Mm-hmm. Everything I buy online, I use I use a credit card. Credit card is digital, you know, right? I, I and that's fine. And then at the end of the month, I get a statement from my bank, or or I go online. Even better, I don't I don't wait for the statement. I'll go online to the bank website to my account. I'll see how much I owe, and then I will transfer funds, which were digitally, you know, built up over the month, and I'll pay off my credit card. There's right. no, I don't see any actual cash. Sometimes I'll get a check, maybe at Christmas, I'll get a check from somebody and I'll, I'll endorse it. But even then, I don't bring it into the bank anymore. I flip, right. I flip it over. I take a picture with my cell phone of of the check. And that deposits the check. I mean, we don't, we talk about uh, digital currency. We're really not using actual cash anymore for the most part. No, it's, it's symbolic. But if you can take away or replace the symbolic use of cash with digital currency, you know, and it's, it's, it's a virtual coin. When you drove up to uh, Boston from Pennsylvania, I mean, uh, you probably used your credit card. You probably drove through toll booths that use an easy pass. Actually, I didn't drive through any toll booths, and I didn't see any 
in uh, New York, Connecticut, or uh, well, they're, they're hard to see, Bill. I got to tell you, in all honesty, you can drive under one of their stanchions. You know the things that go over the highway. Oh yeah, you know it's a camera up there, and yeah. you get a thing in the mail going. Here's a picture of you going through. And there's your license plate. Yep. And the thing that always cracks me up is you're going, oh, yeah, you used a dollar fifty in toll. I'll call them and pay that. Yeah. And then they're going, okay, you, okay, for us to process the credit card, well, that's $15. <laughs> Wait, my toll is a buck fifty. Yeah. I got to pay you $15. Who, do, who does that? Is that New York? Or, is that New York or Pennsylvania? Uh, actually, that is New York. Massachusetts. Really? I haven't, I haven't. You pay a processing fee. Well, what I do, I screw I, you in the processing I bring fee. my easy pass and I just stick it on my dashboard. And, and, and yeah, see, I may uh, act. I have one and I'm going to activate it before I go because, yeah, that's. Yeah, and they call that progress. How many guys lost their jobs because they can't, they don't collect tolls anymore? You know, how many guys are not working because there are no toll booth operators? You go to the store. You know, and now you self-check out. Then, you know what? Yeah. Everything that I run over that scanner, I should get a discount for. Oh, I know. That's true because you're doing the work. I'm doing all the work. You're I'm bagging. bagging the thing. Yep. You know? and yeah. uh, Hey, but do you, do you remember when you were a kid? You go into a gas station, seriously. I remember mm -hmm. going with my dad, and the guy would come out, and he would have a rag, and it squirt your window, and... You know, check, you know, he put the gas in, check your oil, sir. Sure. Pop the hood. You check the oil. Your oil looks fine, sir. You know, they had, they called it super service. Now <laughs> there's the pump. <laughs> You're you on your own. yourself a hole. Yeah, exactly. They do that. Now yep. there is a, a station. It's a shell station around the corner, down the street, around the corner where you go in and I got out to pump my gas. Guys, guy goes, what are you doing? I'm going, well, I'm going to fill up here. He goes. Oh no, I'll get that for you. And I was going, going how cool was that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they pumped the gas. He got the window. They didn't check the oil or the air in the tires, but you know, <laughs> you know, in New Jersey, you still can't, you can't pump your own gas. Mm -hmm. They have uh, in New Jersey, they have people who pump, which is nice, but even them, they don't pump it like they used to. When I talk about super service, literally they, they did everything, but, uh, you know, tune your car. When you were getting gas, it was like, what do you need? You know, they, they'd spray your windshield, spray the back, the back, uh, windshield and you know, how you doing, sir? You want me to vacuum your car? <laughs> no, they didn't do that, but they took care of the car. It was super service. And oh, yeah. it was, hey, look, I, I mean, I grew up, my dad had a, we went to this one Exxon station. It was Ben, someone he knew from the war. Uh, and we would go there and Ben always took care of us. And when I was a kid on my own. I went to Ben's gas station and he always took care of, uh, you know, my dad's son, yeah. me, and, uh, he did all the work on the car. He did everything for me. I never had to worry nowadays, about the car. Nowadays, it's a whole different world. You're, you're kind of on your own. We talked about this before the show started too, and, mm -hmm. I, and it kind of ticks me off. And I think this is the media, but Daryl Brooks, the guy who killed those six poor people in that parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, 40, 50, 60 people he hit. Yeah. But he did. No, no, no. What you, what you just said is the truth. That's what got me. I couldn't find out exactly how many people were also hit. I heard somebody say, uh, 85, somebody said 79. And then I looked this morning trying to find the exact figure 
and they said 60 plus. Uh, hey, folks, can't anybody in the media get an exact count on how many people were injured? In well, this? if it was a Republican running over uh, an oh. Antifa group, uh, uh, a Hillary, uh, a Hillary rally, they would have a body count that would go way beyond what well, really look, happened there. Bill, look at the lie that they've they've fostered on us about uh, the Capitol riots, right? January 6th, uh, they, yeah. They, you had a reporter on TV the other day with that uh, focus group in Pittsburgh, and she was, seemed like a nice young lady, but she honestly believed that police officers died, several of them. Yeah, and because that's what she was given and that's what she believes. You look at uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre and, and her things, and people have hit her with questions. Well, And she cut off a Fox News reporter because, you know, I, I don't believe you. Well, here she is right here. You had just said that there are no plans to adjust the economic team after the midterms. So I just want to ask in a follow-up, can the administration then say when Americans can expect to feel relief from inflation? Is there a date they can look to? So um, I will let the experts speak to that. I'm not going to get into uh, into what when when that's going to occur, right? But we have seen some relief uh, over the past several months. Uh, we understand there is there's more work to be done. What a crock! <laughs> yeah, can you give, first of all, the reporter wants a date. I think we have the laziest reporters in the world, either that or the dumbest, Bill. Well, a combination, lazy, dumb, blind, and stupid. I know stupid and dumb are, you know, but there is a difference in today's media. Can you give us an exact date when inflation will be over? Yes, next Tuesday, about 930. Come on, for Pete's sakes, folks, put a little effort into your reporting. You know, when will inflation be over? That is, There are some dumb, dumb questions. But getting back to the Daryl Brooks thing, nobody can tell you the, an exact date. You know, it's not just that he killed six people. They said he ran over, and I'll go with their figure, 60-plus other people. How do you do that? I mean, how do you just keep bumpling over 60 people and not stop? He used his vehicle as a battering ram, and so from a distance, he... Aimed, pointed, and accelerated to as a high as speed as he could get. Yeah. So he had the physical momentum to just crunch right over him and keep going. Now, to your point, if this were uh, an oath keeper or uh, somebody on the on the conservative right who was driving the car and had done this. Do you think we'd have exact figures? Do you think that it would be tops? Well, look what happened to, what was the name of that kid uh, who uh, got off in, in Wisconsin? I can't think of his name. You know who I'm talking about, and I'll think of it uh, later on. But uh, Oh, yeah, 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 and they want to go after him. Well, they, want, uh, they It was top of the news because he was a conservative. Yeah. A young kid who had he a rifle. He got kicked out of college, too, because yeah. of that. They and, said, and we, oh, you can't go to school here. You and we can't think of his name. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure our audience remembers because they're a lot sharper than we are. They'll uh, send us an email. You stupid idiot. Yes. Talking, uh, yes. That was, what's his face? You know, I'll think of it as soon as I hit the stop button on the record. Well, uh, that's the way it works. But by the way, speaking of that, we have just about done it. You know, we have just about finished another show. If you uh, want to reach us, 833 538 
Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Send us your thoughts. Maybe your prayers. We'll we can use on, those too. We're you know, working on anything. A, we're working on another little project. Actually, you worked hours yesterday on it that we're yeah, going to be know, talking about. You can about. actually see it. it it's, it's not, um, we don't have the stream on it yet. Right. You know, it so doesn't we work. may as well just uncloak it. It's, uh, it's crnamerica.com. Uh, so the, the SEO is not up on it yet. The audio will be on it. We have the streaming thing ready to go. And that was why we were kind of looking for, uh, uh, you know, cause I'm well, not, uh, let's give him a tease. Ready? I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to hit the music and I want you to say the, Oh, well, uh, oh hold on. You I have to clear be, my throat. You have to clear your throat. <clears throat> Are you ready? Yeah, there we go. Yes, I did he's, live. he's a radio pronouncer. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. Here we go. This is CRN America. So that was pretty good, but I think we do another take. No, <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. Said, yeah, kind of said like, that, that, said that, like that. A, a real producer, and that was yeah, really good. We'll yeah, keep that yeah. one, but let's do another one. Yeah, uh, it was like that little bit movie thing that I did, you know, uh, opportunities. I think the trailer's on YouTube called Opportunities and. But you don't see that part yet. But, mm -hmm. you know, there was a scene where I, I play a mob lawyer and I get killed. You know, <laughs> it's typecasting. It's typecasting. <laughs> yeah. And, and I go up to the car with the bag of money, you know, and I'm going, hey, here's some of it, you know, yada, yada, yada. And all of a sudden they pull the gun and then I turn around and fall. Well, you know, there was not a fall bag to fall on. You just fell on you the know? ground. Yeah, this was a shot back. Yeah, when the ground was still frozen, and you know they go perfect, great first take. Let's do another yeah. one. I'm like going, uh, sixty five year old guy here, not really feeling too much like getting up right now. But you know, you get up and do it again. Great take. One more for safety yeah. keeping. Yeah, a safety. Then, you yeah. know, and that the the third one is the blooper reel where I actually fell and I bounce. And I don't know how we got into this topic, but here we are over again, Bill over again uh we we seem to do that you know before the show started we said you know when we have uh, our programs on crn america uh we've got to be in we got to be done at 60 we got to have our timing right right that'll yeah, be well, that'll be interesting to see whether well, that, we can do that'll that that'll take us six months to do and, uh, <laughs> you know, true. so don't, don't hold your breath on it but no it it looks good and it's going to sound good if you like the programs it's going to sound good and it's just another way to get it out there and also we'll put other things on there maybe a mystery theater and uh other you know other conservative podcasts from people that we know or it'll be nice that we don't know you know and listen remember this this is the united states camera for god's sake <laughs> i'll leave you with that this is the united states camera guy for god's sakes you know that would actually be part of an id that could be really good you know the well, nice polished music and yes good voiceover hang on, hang on. wait 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 this is the united states of america for god's sake listen <laughs> this is the united states camera for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> We got to work on that one, too. Have a great day, my friend. See ya.